In 2024, the American people will elect a Republican president. The big question is who? Well, there's been a lot of names tossed around from Governor Kristi Noem of South Dakota to Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina to Mitt Romney of Utah, uh, Donald Trump Jr., even Tucker Carlson of Fox News. I get it. It's fun to speculate and imagine who's going to bring our country back. Well, as you already know, the Republican primaries begin about a year before the general the general election. So in mid to late 2023, you'll see official candidates from all over the country throw their hat into the ring to become the Republican presidential nominee. At this point, that's about three years away. Seems like a long time, but in Washington standard time, it's not. In fact, it's not much time at all. The second the 2020 election ended, the 2024 invisible primary began. I'll repeat that. The invisible primary is taking place right now. This is the unofficial period of time in which potential candidates are being watched carefully by political strategists like hawks. Are these potential people meeting with donors? Are they in the media often? Are they in interviews? Are they running for re-election in their current seat? Are they running certain advertisements? Are they perhaps doing anything in the states of uh, Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina? Those are the first four states to vote in the primary elections, so winning three or four of those races nearly guarantees winning the nomination, especially if those states, which are from all different corners of the country, unite behind a single candidate. So it's important to see what's taking place there. Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina has run ads in the state of Iowa, right? He's not from there, not from anywhere near there. Governor Kristi Noem of South Dakota has given at least one speech in Iowa to a group of GOP members. Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton has held a few meetings in New Hampshire. There's different types of things that, at the very least, indicate heavy interest. So I'm going to talk about four potential candidates now. There's obviously a long list of 2024 potentials, but I'll go over what to look for in these four people. And before I talk about these people, I want to quickly shut down any speculation or talk about Mitt Romney making a run in 2024. I've heard this a little bit recently. This will not happen. Mitt Romney is not going to run for president in 2024. There's two reasons. At this point, it's become pretty widely accepted among the Republican Party that whoever gets the nomination will have done so with the support of former President Trump if he himself doesn't run. Uh, Mitt Romney understands this. In fact, he has said this, so he gets it. The other thing is Mitt Romney has officially filed his paperwork to run for re-election to the U.S. Senate, representing Utah. My prediction is that he will be primaried and that he will lose in that primary. So on to the four potential candidates. The first person I want to talk about is Nikki Haley. She's the former South Carolina governor and U.N. ambassador under President Trump. During her time in both positions, she was incredibly well-respected. During her time as UN ambassador, she stood up for America, and it was really then that she made headlines and waves among the GOP. And there were times where she disagreed with President Trump. It's not a bad thing. It's normal. People have in the past. It's totally fine. So overall, a few months ago, I would have put her in the number one or number two position to win the Republican nomination. But then she messed up. She made a high-risk, high-reward move that did not play to her favor. It's my belief that this singular interview with Politico ruined her chance to become president of the United States. You see, everyone thought the January 6th Capitol riots caused a lot of turmoil in the Republican Party. As it turned out, regarding the attitude of Republicans, the media blew it out of proportion. Most Trump supporters continued to support Trump after this happened. They understood that Trump was not accountable for the actions of some crazy people. So in the midst of all this Trump turmoil and the riots and everything, Nikki Haley took a big risk. She said the following about Trump. She said she was disgusted, 
by Trump's conduct on January 6th. She said he would not remain a dominant force in the Republican Party. She said she we, she said we shouldn't have followed him. We shouldn't have listened to him. So when the dust all settled, it turned out that Trump's base was just as strong as ever. The polls showed the exact opposite of what Nikki Haley said. They indicated that Trump would remain a dominant force in the Republican Party. In fact, every poll I've looked at shows Trump as the top choice for 2024. Nikki Haley figured this out fast, and I, I believe she immediately regretted her comments. She hasn't necessarily retracted them, but within like seriously like a week, she reached out to Trump to ask for a personal meeting at Mar-a-Lago, to which Trump responded, no. Just a cold, hard no. She asked for a meeting with Trump. We're asking if she'll be the Republican nominee. Trump's one-worded response answers both questions. I'll move on to Governor Kristi Noem of South Dakota. I think she was bold and effective in taking a stand against government-mandated lockdowns. She never locked down her state. She never forced her state to wear masks, but rather trusted the people to mask up when and where they felt it appropriate. Her state approval ratings have been high. Nationally, she's beloved by the Republican Party. She's very popular. So what does this all mean for 2024? Christy Nome has stated that she doesn't have any plans to run for president in 2024. Well, here's the thing I've learned over the years. Anyone who says they're not planning on running for president is going to run for president. Like I said, she's very well known and admirable on a national scale. Her name is out there and there's people ready to fund her. So I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Over the last year, South Dakota has run a massive primetime television ad campaign on Fox News. This ad is basically Christy Nome encouraging people to visit South Dakota. It's very common for states to advertise, advertise themselves, promote tourism. In my 26 years of life, I've never once seen an advertisement for the state of South Dakota. With all due respect to that state, I'll probably still never vacation there. But it is obvious why this is happening. Christy Noem stood up to the government, made national headlines, and is now all over Fox News in every state in the country. Keep in mind, Fox is the highest rated and most watched news show in the country. So this is basic brand recognition. She's going to run. She's going to run. I like her. I'd be very interested to see how this plays out. I'm going to be objective about the race, though. As stated before, she's very popular. She's done a great job in South Dakota. I personally wonder how she would perform against other formidable candidates. Because it's one thing to run South Dakota, but it's a completely different game to run a state like Texas or Florida, both of which have governors that we could also see in the primaries. This brings me to my third person, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. I'm going to lay it out there right now. I'm a Ron DeSantis fan. I am a little bit biased. I want to be completely transparent about that in case that factors into how you analyze what I'm saying. I've lived in Florida the past few years before moving to D.C., I lived, I lived in both Miami and Jacksonville, uh, Florida, before and during the pandemic. This was a very tricky, confusing, uh, difficult time for everyone, especially Ron DeSantis. He was crushed by the media every single day for months. The same media that praised Governors Cuomo, Whitmer, Newsom, Murphy, all of whom, by the way, are potentially subject to either criminal charges, impeachment, or official recalls. The tables turned quick on this one. Ron DeSantis has handled this pandemic with honor. He's protected nursing home patients. He's protected the economy. Every single day he is working on COVID and updating his people. There's so many politicians out there that are posting to social media about things they're angry about and whatnot. And then you have Ron DeSantis who literally posts about vaccination sites, um, what they're doing every single day to help 
combat the pandemic. It's incredible. He loves his people. The media were wrong about DeSantis and his handling of Florida. Florida is the envy of the entire country right now. Florida schools are open. The churches are open. Restaurants, bars, stores, beaches. There's no outside mask mandate. I live in D.C., and there are people double masking at the park. I saw, I seriously saw a kid playing basketball the other day. There was not a person within 100 yards of him. He was wearing two masks as I approached. Unbelievable. I saw somebody double masking in their car alone. <laughs> Why? Ron DeSantis represents the average American. He is someone that can not only get the entire Trump vote, but he can capture the vote of Democrats too. Millions of people who voted against Trump were actually aware that Trump's policies were very good, but were legitimately disgusted with his personality and his tweets. Ron DeSantis encompasses all the good policy that Trump did without any of the negative tweets. I personally don't care about Trump's tweets or his demeanor. I think he's an incredibly genuine person who loves this country. If you look past the media garbage, you'll see Trump is actually a very nice guy. So I'm speaking strategically right now. Ron DeSantis would capture the potential votes that Trump lost because of his quote-unquote personality. So not including Trump, Ron DeSantis is the most formidable potential candidate on the court. The Democrats are very afraid of him. I'm calling this right now. It's March of 2021. Expect to see a presidential showdown between Republican Governor Ron DeSantis and Democrat Vice President Kamala Harris in 2024. Now, everything I've talked about today leads me to discuss the last person who decides what happens in 2024. He's the kingmaker, former President Donald J. Trump. He quite literally decides who becomes the Republican nominee. He transformed the Republican Party, and despite every effort from the media, the leftist, the Democrats, the rhino Republicans, this new party is here to stay. So there's two outcomes here. Number one, Trump says he's going to run. If that happened, he would be freezing the Republican field of candidates, like quite literally freezing them. The freezing of candidates would only apply to the Trump-supporting candidates that were thinking of running. This would include Ron DeSantis, Christy Nome, Tim Scott, Tom Cotton, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, and many more. These candidates would all delay their presidential aspirations in order to throw their support behind Trump. You would then have some candidates that try to primary Trump. There's not a single person that would be able to do, to do this successfully. Scenario one is Trump deciding to run again and successfully becoming the nominee to go against vice president or potentially president Kamala Harris. The second scenario is too broad to fully discuss today. I'll be updating as time goes on. This is the scenario where Trump officially declares that he will not be running for president. And thus, the floodgates open to a mountain of potential presidential candidates. Today, I just talked about three people that might potentially run, excluding Trump. My full list includes about 20 potentials. When it comes down to it, everyone wants to save the country. My big question is, what does Donald Trump want?